Ah, yes, it's that time again. Just when you think you have it all figured out, something comes along that makes you question everything. This is Unexplained Incorporated, and we are open for business. that time again time for your friday night fright this is unexplained incorporated and i'm your host phantom phil and tonight be prepared to have your mind blown turned over flipped inside out whatever you want to call it as i have the original and probably most dedicated flat earth researcher david weiss on the program tonight and I'll tell you something, he really brought the heat on this one, and if you're wondering what this has to do with unexplained phenomena and what I do here on the show, well, it's real simple. This is a subject about not only our perceptions of space, but reality and the nature of life itself, and our relationship to consciousness, and we also get into some alien talk as well, and... David has been on many, many podcasting platforms. I've heard him on at least two or three. Um, Like I'm sure most people, I may not be 100% on board with everything he says, but he said a few things in here that really made me stop and think and go, whoa, I never looked at this subject that way before. And that's really all you can do in discussions like this is uh, approach it with an open mind And have a legit back and forth because it is a very fascinating topic. And what's more fascinating to me is the polarization and the outrage and the anger this topic gets out of people. And I'm just going to be blunt about this right now. If anybody wants to hit up with negative comments, hate mail or whatever you're going to be ignored flat out. Like I don't have time for that shit and neither do any of the people who help out with this show. If you disagree or you're really not down with this subject matter, that's fine. So be it. Wait until the following week to tune in or uh, be on your way. Because if you have that big of a problem with this subject matter, then I don't think Unexplained Incorporated was for you to begin with. End of story. However, I know for the most part I am communicating, excuse me, I'm getting fired up already, with you, the true believers who are open to different viewpoints and even if you don't agree with them, you accept them and you maybe even take some of those viewpoints and uh, align them up with your own. It's really all we can ask for and uh, got a lot of respect for David and his views as uh, far out as some of them might be because uh, this one gets pretty wild and uh, you know, like I said, have an open mind, take it easy and uh, feel free to ask questions. Just don't come out with all this feigned outrage and offense and all this other stuff. It's really not worth it. Also, I just want to make a couple of quick announcements. Going to be doing the Instagram Live with Amanda Drago. Angel Card Amy will be helping out. She will be doing abbreviated psychic readings next Friday. 
January the 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come on board for that. Unexplained Incorporated is on Instagram. And so is Angel Card Amy. And at the time of this recording, I have just added my own profile for Phantom Phil. And that's Phantom underscore Phil underscore Unexplained. So follow me on Instagram and then you just might get an invite to our Instagram Live with Amanda Drago, which will be turned into a podcast the following weekend. And also coming up on that page soon, um, by next week, the February lineup of the show should be finalized. It's almost there. And March's lineup is just about finalized too. And the end of that month, believe it or not, will be Unexplained's one-year anniversary. Don't know what I have planned for that yet, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty big and pretty amazing once uh, a plan comes together. And also, um, I'm not sure if David uh, forgot that this was an audio-only interview or just wanted to add the video elements in anyway, but he talks about some things that are quite visual and that can be seen on our Zoom feed. So what I'm going to do is uh, on the Instagram page, I'm going to put some clips of our video chat on there. Um, Also with the audio side of this podcast release, because there are some things you really should see if you're interested. And like I said, he presented them in a bit of a video format only. It doesn't quite translate as much on the audio. So I'm going to clip those together and hopefully get those on the Instagram page in the next few days. And also, Angel Cardamia and myself, um, we have uh, an Instagram live together. Uh, It was done earlier this evening, so check that out on either one of our pages as well. And without any further ado, here is Angel Cardamia to introduce our next guest, and then I go straight into a quote I found online that goes against David's beliefs, and uh, we're off and running from there. So I really hope you enjoy this next hour and tackle it with an open mind, as I know you will. David Weiss is the host of the Flat Earth Podcast. He has appeared on several major platforms and has gained popularity on his views of the world. Today, he will discuss why he went all in on his cause, and why he feels his app can turn flat earth skeptics into true believers. This polarizing topic of discussion begins between David Weiss and Phantom Phil right now. It is my pleasure to welcome at this moment to Unexplained Incorporated, the mastermind behind the Flat Earth podcast, as well as deep inside the rabbit hole, Mr. David Weiss. And we're going to discuss the uh, obvious topic amongst a couple of other things. Thank you for taking the time to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, great, Phil. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for initially reaching out to me and uh, help assisting me in setting this up. So we're obviously going to talk Flat Earth. Uh, some space, some aliens, some of that cool stuff. But I want to start with a quote I found in my uh, preparation for this interview because I just know it's going to get your gears going and I, I can't wait to hear your response. So this is from an article okay. that was published on October 23rd of 2018. And I just happened to find it from abcnews.go.com. The quote is from Jen Fitzpatrick, if you're familiar, is a engineer from Stanford University and the VP of Google Maps, as well as being a 20-year employee. This is the question she was asked by the interviewer. Google Maps recently changed so that the earth is now round and not flat when you zoom out. And here is Jen Fitzpatrick's response. Quote, the change happened August 2nd. It used to be the Mercator projection, the flat earth, which makes it look like Greenland is giant and Africa is way smaller than it is. Any good map maker knows that's not an accurate depiction of the world. It always bugged us and we got an engineer who got motivated to make it round. End quote. 
So David, why did Google go on this PR campaign in 2018 and go out of their way to, um, to make this change to their software? Well, everything that the mainstream does is to make us believe we live on a ball. Uh, I don't know if anyone that's listening has an Apple TV. I have Apple TV. I don't have regular cable. And when the Apple TV goes to a screensaver, I allow automatic downloads of whatever they want to put on. And they're always having ridiculous shots of the earth, supposedly from a space station. But they're, they're, they're faker than fake. And I'm not just saying they're fake. I mean, and they don't even say that they're real, but they're programming your mind. So the argument that Google has is a good argument. The Mercator, you know, if the Earth is a globe, the Mercator map, because it's flat, is out of proportion. And the programmer said, you know, he wanted to make it more realistic. But that's mm-hmm. not the case at all. You know, the, the globe, you know, if anyone has a globe in their house, go get it, pick it up, and look underneath it. Or if you're shopping in the home goods where they have globes or wherever, pick it up and look at the sticker on the bottom. It says, for edu- not for educational purposes, for decorative purposes only. Because it's not close to what reality is. And I don't want anybody like going, oh, I'm going to sail from South America to Africa. It looks like it's 2,000 miles and it's really 8,000 miles. <laughs> you know, and then they end up getting lost at sea and suing the globe company. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. But if you go on Google Earth and you see the entire globe Earth, zoom out so you see the entire, entire globe Earth, go to the left side and grab the corner and drag it 180 degrees to the right. That should show you the other side of the earth. And then if you do it again, you should see the original side that you saw. You did a 360. You're not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Yeah. Because the, it, it's literally the flat earth map um, you know, made into a globe just, just to make you think it's a, you know, make you think it's a globe. It, it's, there's so many problems with it. It's unreal. Like if you try to do, pick two points on, the, on Google Earth. Um, so you're California and make a dead, a dead, a, a line, you know how you draw a line on it and make it 90 degrees to the east, right? And so drop a pin where you started from, drop a pin where you went, get rid of the line. Now do a, a, a line, um, 270 degrees dead west and try to go back and see where it goes. It doesn't go anywhere near that spot, right? So Google Earth, you know, is a mind program. Mm-hmm. So I've heard you, this is great, a great way to start this. I've heard you on a lot of other prominent podcasts and I seem to remember you saying, um, cause I listened to you on uh, Chris Jericho's uh, podcast early this year, like a couple of weeks ago, and you were okay. talking about deception and how, you know, mainstream media, big tech, all this is all a part of a grand deception. I just like, you to turn the clock back and uh, tell me some of your story as to when you woke up to the deception and then what events led you to the work you're doing now with flat earth podcast and beyond. Well, the, the thing that I, I guess I've always been curious my whole life, but I was looking into what money was and that got me into uh, you know, what the IRS is. And I found out that money wasn't what we thought it was. And the IRS is not, um, you know, the federal, actually, not the IRS, the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve has nothing to do with the government. It's a private bank run by Mm -hmm. private bank people. And they issue our money out of thin air and they need to pay it back with interest. Well, anybody could say, all right, well, that's where our money's coming from. There's no way to ever pay it back because there's always interest. So you have to borrow more money to pay it back. Okay. It's a Ponzi scheme beyond Ponzi schemes. And so that got me interested in, all right, what else are they lying about? And that's, uh, that's when I fell deep inside the rabbit hole and uh, just started finding, you know, deception after deception after deception. And uh, I was doing a podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole about mm-hmm. all the deceptions in the world. And in the third, people started sending me, hey, Dave, you know, have you looked into Flat Earth? And I wouldn't look. I refuse. It's stupid. Oh, wow. You know, you're a moron. I'd block them from our social media for even being so dumb to ask a question like that. And then I was forced to look and here I am, you know, six years later, host of the Flat Earth podcast, creator of the Flat Earth Sun, Moon and Zodiac Clock app and talking to people like you and Jericho and everybody else. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about the app a little bit later on in this interview. But uh, you said something very interesting. Um, you said when people and listeners were bringing to you um, 
flat earth, you know, theories or information that you just, you said, no way, uh, I'm not going there. I'm going to just take an assumption here and say that when you started on this journey and you were sharing this very information with others, you must have had um, people react to you the same way. Um, did you have any more sympathy to those initial listeners once you saw some of the feedback and the rejection you were getting on your own journey? Like, did you sympathize with oh, them a oh, little yeah. bit more? Yeah, I, I do. Like when, when I, you know, you'll have listeners that are going to just flip out that you're interviewing me and they're going to say they're going to yeah. unsubscribe, but, but that's because they haven't looked into it. You know, if you look at anyone that's listening, go look at the comments on this video. And if you see any comments that are saying that I'm stupid or I'm an idiot or I live in my mother's basement or did I ever go to school, that's their best globe proof. They don't ever offer a globe proof. They only know insults because their belief in what the flat earth is, is not correct. And their belief in what the heliocentric model is, they have no idea what it really is. Because if they did, they would never, they would realize it's complete and total nonsense. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, compassion. Like when I, when, when, I, when I talk to people and they're freaking out, I go, listen, I was you. I was you. I was worse than you. I wouldn't even look. At least you're looking. Here, watch. I have a, I have a list of seven videos, right? Some of them are an hour. Some of them are 20 minutes. Um, that... Nobody can make it through that list in order and not come out the other end of flat earther. Hmm. Right. So, yeah. it, you know, it's, it, it's easy and it's on the app. It's just, it's, it, it's, uh, it's on the, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it's out there and there's so much information out there. It's just, it's being hidden from you. And that's why I created the app. Yeah. One reason why I think there is such, um, strong rejection to just the possibility or even the idea of this is I think it, you could really break it down to people either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Like for example, having a growth mindset to me, and I'd like to think I'm one of those people and you as well and the people who follow you, that you just want to keep exploring. You want to try new things. You want to have new experiences and you want to keep coming back to new knowledge or unfound knowledge or secret knowledge. And do you think that the fixed mindset and the confirmation bias is one of the main reasons why people just say, nope, nope, you're an idiot, won't deal with you, that's it. Well, you know, our beliefs are set on our entire life experience and we're taught about the globe before we can talk. All children's cartoons and programs, it's all globe. And then we go to school, we worship our teachers and they have a globe in the front of the class. And the science curriculum for elementary school is ridiculous. You know, they're, they're just teaching globe, 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 every movie, Star Wars, all space stuff. I mean, the amount of globe programming is mind bending. It's, it's the biggest industry in the world. If you add it all together, it's everywhere. Every space agency, you know, Global Network News, Paramount Pictures, Universal Pictures, everything. So your core belief is built over something. And then someone's trying to say, hey, not only were you lied to, you were lied to a, on the, a scale that you can't even imagine. And people don't like change. People don't like to admit that they've been lied to. It's easy to lie, some, lie to somebody. It's harder to convince them they've been lied and lied to and, uh, and, uh, is very difficult for many people's eagles to deal with. Uh, my next question was, um, well, first of all, I think it's funny that, you know, out of all the different types of planets and creatures they explore, things like Star Trek, Star Wars, through the movie studios or even independent filmmakers, if we would see space or sci-fi films with a flat planet in it because like i've never seen one so far and i watch a lot of those movies myself well actually you're not going to see a space movie with a flat planet because nobody believes that the earth is a flat planet floating in space that mm. that's a mind control thing that they have because that's ridiculous nobody nobody believes that uh you know when they when when you google um you know pictures of flat earth uh, in space you get you get pictures you know, of these discs floating in space. And, and that's not what the flat earth is. So there are movies like uh, um, Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones talk, you know, it, the, there's lots of movies that reference flat earth. The, you know, the Truman Show, the mm -hmm. True Man Show in a dome instruct, you know, con construct. And uh, what's the one with, uh, there's, there's a bunch that I, I can't remember all of them, but 
there's a there's a lot of movies, but they don't they're not going to show you a disc floating in space. And if they do, they're just mocking flat Earth. Mm. But the flat Earth is you got to remember the flat Earth is like a lar- a big lake, okay, just a big lake, and the shoreline around the lake is Antarctica. Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of the ball. It's just a shoreline around us, and it's higher than the ocean, and therefore it contains all the water. And then Antarctica is bigger than the entire world that we know. Wow. Okay? Okay. The lands of Antarctica equal more than this pond. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely wild to wrap your mind around for sure. And so um, you you just finished saying that Antarctica is bigger the biggest landmass, and we're just in a lake around it, basically, right? I'm saying if you look at our entire lake, all of our continents and everything, Antarctica is bigger than all of that. Mm. How much bigger? I don't know, maybe 10,000 times bigger. I don't know because no one is allowed to explore south outside of this pink line, which is 60 degrees south. No independent exploration is allowed um, beyond that, and that's still thousand miles or more from Antarctica. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And um, it's one of those areas that has a lot of mystery surrounding it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So a big question, which I think is on everybody's mind is, you know, like you said, we're programmed about space and about the shapes of the planets and all that. So the people behind this agenda, what is their purpose or their end game to do this? Because I think this is what trips up a lot of people the most who haven't explored this topic at all. Why the lie? Yes, why? The big why. Yeah, why the lie? So I'm going to tell you why. But on my app, there's a why the lie uh, button. And there's some great videos done. It's worth, you know, the app's $2.99. I'm not trying to sell you apps, <laughs> but you pay, people pay 20 bucks to go to a movie. They're, just that button alone has so many well-done movies that you'll be like, even if you don't believe in Flat Earth, you'll be like, wow, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. So again, the, why the lie is it's all about control. You know, they're trying to control our minds. And you know, government, govern is to control. Ment is the mind. Government is literally to control your mind. So if, if you knew that you were at the center of creation, that you were created by a creator, that you have uh, amazing abilities that where your thoughts can create reality, that nobody has dominion over you, the government wouldn't have a lot of control over you. But if they can convince you that you're a random speck by a random accident floating in an infinite vacuum of space, where an, an asteroid could take you out at any second and it doesn't matter because you're nothing, you're a speck of dust in an infinite ocean of specks of dust, then you give away your power. You, don't, you, you lose your divinity and um, you, are, you are just alone and you know, there's, nothing, there's nothing more. I mean, there yeah. are people that believe they live on a ball and they've found God and that's good and they're having a good life, but they're still missing it. The, the problem is the, the, so that's the first thing. The first thing is that, and the other one is if we knew, like right now, imagine there was some tyranny going on in the world, you know, and uh, you found out that there's 50 other continents out there that aren't run by this t- tyrannical government system. Maybe pick up and go. Well, they don't want you to know that maybe there's more land out there. Yeah. Yeah. I can maybe see there's that new places sure. to explore. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you control the land, like what's really the land and what's all out there, you have almost absolute power, would you not? Well, you, you control people. They, they think they live on a ball, so you're in a prison. There's nothing else to discover, Truman. Remember Truman show? Yeah, He's like, absolutely. I want to explore. And like, there's, there's nothing else to discover, Truman. Well, we're all the true man. So there's nothing else to discover. Uh, they don't let us have free energy, which is measurably here. Tesla tech, you know, can pull. There, there's so much energy right around you. You don't need this dirty electricity that's coming through our walls and the wires and everything. But they control us with that. They also control us with water. You know, water is abundant and uh, available for everybody everywhere. But they don't let us drill into what's called primary water. You know, mm-hmm. in California, you can only dig, I think, up to 300 feet. Because if you go any deeper, you'll hit primary water. And then they'll be like, oh you know, that could end the droughts. We don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause once again, that would be empowering, especially to people, right. you know, in other continents and stuff. So, you know, I think we're somewhat on the same page that 
as human beings, we should be empowered. We should be, you know, we are infinite energy, but I want to kind of take this off earth, so to speak for uh, the next part of the discussion. Something I've been talking about a lot on this program recently is about extraterrestrials, what they are, where they come from, and the possibility of disclosure coming as soon as, you know, down the road in 2021. So I want to know from your perspective, your overall thoughts on extraterrestrials and our perception of them, and is what we perceive them to be all a part of this big lie as well. So there, it, it's twofold. You're going to like half the answer and you're going to be like, oh, that's how they got me. Yeah. The whole thing about aliens coming from outer space is to make you believe you live on a ball in an infinite universe. So, you know, all of the space movies, Star Trek, Star, you know, Star Wars, everything, they're traveling through space to other planets, to other stars, and there's other life there. And that's something that everybody, like, there's got to be. You know, we were told there's so many stars out there and so many planets for us to think that we're alone is crazy. And I used to believe that, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that's something to really hold on to. And then we have you know, the Roswell crash and alien sightings. Now, I believe that people have seen crazy uh, unidentified flying objects, maybe even beings that aren't from our world, but they're not coming from outer space. They're coming from the extra territory beyond Antarctica, okay? right? Very close. They're not traveling billions of miles. Maybe right on the other side of Antarctica is other humanoids living here, okay? And then they just fly across and they come into our world. You know, they can go to Roswell for a day trip and then go back rather than travel trillions of miles and then crash, okay? So extra terra, extra terrestrials, extra land, terra is land, extra is more. So the word extraterrestrial tells you that they're not coming from outer space. Now, aliens, you could use that word. That's, you know, that could be more of a demon, demonic, spiritual thing. But for me, extraterrestrials, they probably even speak English or maybe Spanish. Who knows? Right, right. Um, do you have any... Um this is kind of similar to what I believe that some of those extraterrestrial beings could be traveling interdimensionally that everything is here on earth, but it's in different planes and different dimensions that humans can't access. Do you have any, um, any thoughts on that theory or think there's any credence to it as well? Oh, oh yeah. There's, you know, if you look at the lights, the light spectrum, if it's here, we can only see anything that's here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, in the visible light spectrum, this tiny little speck in this giant spectrum. So anyone that if you can change your frequency rather than the visible light frequency, I mean, we could be have there could be worlds on top of worlds on top of worlds on top of us. And that's not crazy. I mean, that's right there. So there's things that we can't see. I mean, that's provable. And uh, so so, yeah, you know, is, is there I mean, I've had experiences that I can't explain what it was. So I, I believe in uh, extra, um, what do you call it? The phenomena like that, you know? Yeah, I just call it unexplained phenomena, that, yeah. Unexplained phenomena, yeah. So, so again, if a ship showed up with beings on it, the first default thing that you should have is it's coming from this earth, from an area that we're unaware of. There's a lot of information that, you know, that maybe there's another sun and moon outside of Antarctica. And then there's another ice ring with another sun and moon beyond that circling around and where there's more advanced beings that were here before us that had just migrated outwards. Maybe that's where the Mayans and the Incas went. Mm. Maybe they migrated outwards when their sun shifted outwards. Again, this is just speculation. There's a whole bunch of other um, scenarios that could also work, but what doesn't work is, rock balls with water on the outside and air flying through an infinite vacuum. That makes zero sense on every level. Yeah. So when I say the term project blue beam, I assume, you know what I'm talking about. Um, would you, I call my yep. listeners true believers. That's like my, um, my special name yep. for them. Would you care to enlighten the true believers of Unexplained Incorporated on what Project Bluebeam is or what it might be? Because I've talked about it a little bit on the program, but I know you can get in a little bit deeper with it. 
You know, I, I haven't gone that deep into Project Bluebeam, but well, what it is is their ability to project things into the sky, into the sky screen. Uh, just like when we see the sun and the moon um, above us, I don't believe, they don't act like physical objects. I believe that the sun and the moon are literally projected into our reality and they're not physical because when you try to triangulate the position of the sun and moon with two people, you get a position. And if you add a third or fourth person to that triangulation, which should make it more close, it makes it farther apart. You, you start losing its position because everybody sees it in a different position. So Project Bluebeam is literally projecting things into what I call the sky screen. If you want to call it a hologram, you can, but a lot of people get triggered on that word for some reason. But, you know, we've seen holograms of airplanes flying into buildings. We've seen holograms mm -hmm. of, of amazing things. So again, you know, wasn't it Tupac that came back and, and played on stage and it yeah, looked there's, real? There's been holograms of him, Michael Jackson and a touring run, Yep. In recent years of the late Ronnie James Dio, the list goes on and on, and it's getting scary how accurate that technology yeah. really is. Right, and in China, they they there the people saw an entire city floating in the clouds. It was a hologram of a city. So, what is that? You know, maybe they were testing it out. So, you know, there's very they might pull some sort of fake alien invasion. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's to unite the whole world, as Ronald Reagan said in his great UN speech. You know. If there was an outside force that came, wouldn't we all unite, right? And that's their goal. One world, you know, controlled government where we are all slaves within it. Yeah. So what you're saying with that is if in this calendar year or beyond, if it looks like there's a mass alien invasion taking place in our skies, that we should be very worried, but worried for different reasons other than what we're being told about in I wouldn't even be worried. I, I, would, <laughs> I would break out some popcorn and kick back and watch it, okay? Because yeah. it's not what you think it is. Absolutely. So in your opinion, um, David, who filmed the moon landing and where was it filmed? I just want to hear your theories on that. There's a, a, a series of different places. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Is this two? You have two options. Is this official footage of the moon lander rendezvousing with the orbiter, or is this a rejected clip from South Park that because they didn't like the animation? <laughs> I'm going to go with number two. Just a wild guess here. Yeah, it's number one. Yeah, this is official footage of you know. There's two guys, two grown men in there wearing diapers. Okay, that are are connecting with a another piece of crap that is circling this fake moon. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, isn't that amazing? And this yeah. is what people bought. So and the so, sky is pitch black, did, no stars, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. And did Kubrick uh, film the the moon landings? Probably, because I don't think they could have done it themselves. You know, there's pictures of Kubrick with, uh, you know, the head of NASA and Disney in there too, I think. Um, but we can look at, you know, stuff that they show us from space and just know and see that it's fake. Like, here's a, a scene from the space shuttle, from, from the International Space Station. And while these guys are doing something up front, you see a guy float by way in the background. And I yeah. zoomed in. Does he look like he's floating? No, he looks like he's being Does he look like he's floating? A, he's being guided on a wire, possibly. He's, it looks like it's sticking out of the back of yeah. his actually. Correct. And so they, they fool us in all different ways with that. So so was it Kubrick? Probably. I don't know who else could have done it. Mm -hmm. You know, and then Kubrick did uh, you know, The Shining, which is all about the moon landing, uh, giving us clues. So yeah, I would. If I had to bet on it, I would. I would bet. I'd even give odds. So, what is the what was the motivation for making and releasing the film Capricorn One? Is that just them trying to flaunt this in front of us in plain sight, or I mean, and for those who don't know, it's about a movie. It's a movie about astronauts faking a landing. Was it? I can't remember if it was the Moon or to Mars because I haven't watched it in years. I, but I think it was going to Mars, and okay. I think. That something went wrong and the ship exploded or something. Yeah. And so now they had to get rid of these guys. They're like, Oh my God, you know, cause the guys were hiding on earth waiting for the movie to be over. So was it, 
I, I, I always believe, and this is a belief I have, and many people are, are with me on it, is that because we have God-given free will, they always have to tell us what they're doing right. before they do it. Just like they have on every major event, they always tell us what they're doing in their deceivious little ways. So, you know, a saying that we have is truth in the movies lies in the news. So they tell us in movies and then they lie to us on the news. So maybe this was just them telling us part of mockery uh, or just a way to get them out of their karmic lies. Yeah, so interesting. And you're right. There's other examples of things like that hiding in plain sight and almost being a forewarning to all of us. My next question to you, David, is um, have you received any support um, publicly or privately from someone who would be a part of mainstream science? Well, well, we have, you know, pilots behind the scene that are, uh, that are, you know, that have admitted, but they can't come out publicly because they'll get fired. We interviewed one from KLM and the next day she was fired. So we have uh, celebrities that are still in the closet, big celebrities that are telling us to keep doing what we're doing and have offered to support us in some ways. Uh, we have uh, engineers, but, you know, as far as a career scientist, like who, like Bill Nye and, you know, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, they won't even talk to us because they're deceivers and they know that they can never talk to us. They can, always, they can make countless videos about us, gaslighting us and, you know, saying things that are untrue and saying, you know, flat earthers believe that the earth is rising at 9.8 meters per second and that's why you have gravity, but that wouldn't work. Well, none of us believe it, right? None of us believe that. So they'll make up stuff about us and say that's what we believe, but they'll never talk to us. So we, we, I, um, whenever we have like a real scientist and it's hard to find, like, who, who are you going to find? You know, somebody at a university and one of two things happens. Either they, they uh, realize that they don't, they won't do it. They won't come. Or if they say they're coming, then they start researching a little bit. They're like, you know, I better research. Uh, then they find out then that's it's really the first time they've ever looked into it. And then they realize there's a problem and they can they cancel. Hmm. And some, you know, I did an interview on the Art Bell show and then he mm-hmm. brought this scientist on who had no idea what was coming and the amount of just indoctrinated baloney that he was just spewing was unbelievable. And those are the ha- hardest people to get through because they're the ones that were the best at memorization and regurgitation of the textbooks. Right. And I have to ask you this in your opinion, what is the definition of the term scientism? Scientism is the bastardization of the word science where you could, you know, people say, well, science, well, that's not science. Science is, you know, testable, repeatable, observable, testable, and repeatable that anybody can do. But NASA says that quasar, you know, is making whatever that cloud is making stars 158 trillion miles away. And they were there, you know, 30,000 years ago, what you're seeing now, that's, Scientism. There's no proof of that. It's just made up stories. Scientism is the cross section of the earth that shows the magnetic core and all the layers, right? That's, that's scientism because there's no proof of that. Zero. They're just speculation. The deepest hole ever dug is like if you're drilling through the skin of an apple, you didn't even get through the skin and they hit an impenetrable barrier and then they know what's in the center. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. So that's scientism is is more of a religion than, uh, well, it is, it is a religion. It's not science. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because um, now we don't have time to get into a full COVID discussion today. That's like another topic for another day. But right. when it comes to things like what we're talking about now, sorry, what do you got there? He's going to move my, this is a oh. DVD. You can look at it. You can buy it online. Scientism exposed by Robbie Davidson. Okay. Amazing. And, uh, there's the, there's the answer for what scientism is. Oh, well, thank you for showing that. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. But, All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. That was good. The point I'm trying to make is that whether it's with um, how to handle COVID or if it's flat earth or anything else like that, the people who don't want to listen to an alternative viewpoint, they'll just say, well, science. Science says this. It's science, yeah, science, science, science. But then – yeah. And I'm only, this is all and I'm going physics. to talk about. We'll also say physics. Yes, yes. We'll also say physics, <laughs> science and physics. Yeah. 
And this is all I'm going to mention about COVID today, because otherwise we could just go off the deep end with it, I think, um, is that when it comes to, you know, handling the virus and measures, there are many people who are doctors and scientists who are saying that what's being done is not working, but yet the people who are screaming about science won't listen to that science. It's their science. A hundred percent. They, uh, you know, they're taught one thing and they're unwilling to look at another. The, you know, the, our entire medicine industry is scientism. If you ask me, the mm-hmm. whole allopathic drug, um, you know, program is, is nonsense. I would never use any of those drugs for anything. So with science, you're, and then I'll move on to another topic here. You're saying that scientism is kind of like uh, taking the discovery factor out of science and make it almost a, like an elitist um, doctrine, so to speak. So like, for example, like David, do you have any degrees or background in science? Cause I don't think I've heard you say that you have before. No, I mean, I took four years of astronomy, but that's pseudoscience. (laughs) (laughs) So it's probably actual science then is what you're telling me. But I mean, like to me, science is about, like you said, observation and discovery. And it's something everybody can do, whether you have a degree or not. And then scientism is kind of elevating that to an elite level and taking it away from, say, like people like you and me, right? Yeah, they, I mean, they make up stuff like Neil deGrasse Tyson when talking about gravity, you know, he gets his microphone and he goes, this is gravity. And it's like, no, that's buoyancy and density. You know, that, that's not science. That's pseudoscience. Okay. Things go down for a reason, but you know, science would say, okay, there must be an experiment we could do where mass attracts mass, but uh, all experiments have failed and never show that mass attracts mass. So science the high priest of scientism, Neil deGrasse Tyson, says, uh, we don't know what gravity is. We don't know how it works. And we have to make up some dark matter and dark energy for 96% of it uh, because it has to exist. Otherwise, gravity wouldn't exist. Well, if you're making up 96%, maybe gravity doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of this has to do with the current education system and how it's uh, you know derived under our kids and all that. So... Which brings me to my next thing. I was looking on your uh, the YouTube channel for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, as well mm-hmm. as Flat Earth Podcast. And there was one video, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but it really got me curious because I wanted to ask you about it first. There's an interview with a 102-year-old woman who was taught Flat Earth in school. So was this actually a part of the curriculum or did some teacher just go rogue? And I just, I'd love to hear more about this story before I watch the video. Yeah, so uh, it was, her name was Ruth, 102 years old in January last year. Last January, she's actually turning 103 uh, this week. Good. And uh, she, uh, she, she was telling me a story. I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs because she had been to the World's Fairs, which is a whole nother rabbit hole. And <laughs> she was telling me stories about her fifth birthday party where she just remembered everything. And I asked her where she went to elementary school, knew the teacher, the road, the school, everything. And kids in the class. And I said, what did they teach you in science class? And I had never mentioned flat earth to her. And she said, looked at me and she goes, they taught me the earth was flat. And I, and I was like, we had already spoken to a Croatian woman who was said in the 1930s in Croatia, everyone was taught the earth was flat. And I kind of wrote that off years ago, like, why Croatia, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I didn't really pull it together. So then we started looking and we found, um, we found uh, microfilm newspaper articles of teachers in the early 1900s that were being persecuted for teaching heliocentrism in their classes. It was a big problem back then because uh, the ruling families of the world were trying to insert it into our school system. And it took, you know, a couple, it took a generation or two to get it fully in. So the takeover happened, you know, a hundred years ago, 120 years ago, somewhere in there where, you know, Everybody knew the earth was flat until the early 1900s. And then uh, they, they inserted it into the school system. They broke up the world. They, they started, you know, all these wars and depressions and everything. 
and they're hiding our history because the reason they're hiding it is because if we found out the truth, um, we might all unite and see if we all unite, you know, you know, like I shop without a mask. Okay. I'm an Mm -hmm. anti-masker. Yep. But if I have somebody else with me without a mask, I'm much more bold. Like if I'm going out there talking flat earth with people, I could talk to flat earth with anybody, but people like going on the street, they're kind of sheeple to br- sheepish to bring it up. But if you have two or three flat earthers with you, you're like, oh, let's go. And, and cause you all have each other's back. So if you have a whole group of people together, you're more powerful. So I believe that in the 1800s, the entire world was united in a, a world called Tataria. Mm, and it, yeah. it was a, 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 uh, worldwide um, advanced civilization where everybody worked together and had great power. But then something happened. Maybe there was a mud flood. Maybe there was a shift in the sun. I don't know. Some cycle ended and the world was, uh, there was a worldwide catastrophe. And then the people that either knew it was coming or survived that, you know, these people that um, were, you know, uh, just, they became the ruling class. Like there's stories where the, 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 that like the queen of England, uh, they moved in to the building that was there. They weren't even royalty. They kind of just moved in to the leftovers when, when after the reset huh. and then they became, you know, the ruling class. And so these people that are in the know, they're like, you know what, let's keep all these other people in not in the know. Let's take over the school system. Let's take over everything. Let's control their minds. And now maybe, maybe that whole thing is being run by the devil. I don't know. It's run, being run by evil, whatever yeah. you want to call it. You know? so, so that's what's going on. It's all about controlling our mind. My mind and my, my idea is, the way I look at it, is we all have souls and souls are highly sought after yeah. by good and by evil. So they want our souls and they can't take our souls if we understand who we really are, what we really are, and that we have a soul. And so there's a verse in the Bible that basically says, um, if you see my creation or once you see my creation, you can no longer deny my existence. And they don't want a world where people cannot deny the existence of a creator. Right. Yeah. David, this is excellent stuff. Like I said, we could go on all day, but uh, we only got a few minutes left here. Um, Just one quote you made me think of. I'm on the verge of going through shamanic healing training myself in the coming months. And the person who's going to be my teacher, she said a great quote to me. She said that, uh, you know, you talk about purpose in life and your only true purpose is to live this life and to remember who you are and where you came from. And that quote, goes right alongside what you just said. So uh, I thank you for bringing that up. Here, here's, the, here's the analogy that I've been using lately is, um, so you know the documentary with Keanu Reeves called The Matrix? Yep, yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie of the first one, Keanu's really depressed. He's laying in his apartment, he's yep. sleeping, he's on his computer. He can't, something's wrong with the world. He, I call him a truther. He's looking for the truth. He's like, you know, going on the, 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 the first internet, you know, through DOS or whatever. And he's trying to figure out what's, you know, what's going on. He's kind of like, you know, truth seekers are today, but back then. And then at the end of the movie, he found out who he is, where he is, what he is. He found out what the world really is. And he looked at the Keanu at the end of the movie versus the Keanu at the beginning of the movie or the Neo, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Neo, yeah. And uh, what a difference, what a transformation. And they don't want us having that transformation. We, we literally have that it's that big of a transformation. We go from depressed and lost to owning and knowing ourselves and taking back our power. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. We only have a few minutes left here, David. So I got uh, two more questions here. I want to get you. The first one is, is uh, sadly we are in a state where censorship, especially online is completely out of control. Have you been able to evade a lot of the censorship or has it affected your work and your bottom line in a big way or so far so good for you? No, it's it's affecting us all. They're they're slowly snipping. We're, you know, wondering when they're going to say you can no longer talk about flat Earth. You know, but the the day that comes, that's the day it's going to just go worldwide. Because if you try to censor something that shouldn't be censored, that there's no argue, argument against, um, it just will just go viral, in my opinion. So, yeah, a lot of the truth work that we've done is all gone. Um, you can find it at stoplookthink.com. 
all of the stuff that used to be on YouTube, stoplookthink.com. Uh, if you know, be careful when you go there because there's you know stuff from the New York event and the Connecticut event, mm. and the the Boston event, yeah, and every other event. Uh, it's all events. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's we know what you're referring to. So, David, um, before we uh, find out where everyone can find all of your work, you've opened my mind a lot in the short time we've been chatting. Count me in as a guy who's still on the fence but wants to learn more. So right now, I would like to give you the chance to talk about, you know, the app you've worked on and you've created. And for a guy like me who's on the fence, what's going to push me from being on the fence to investing and exploring everything you have on this app? I could just talk about it. If you could enable screen sharing real quick, I could show you the app. But I, if you know how to do that, it'd be great. If not, I'll just talk about it. The The app is... It shows you how the sky is a perfect clock Mm -hmm. and the sun goes around the the clock face once a day. We able to turn it on or I could just show it. No, just show it. I wasn't able to turn it on. Yeah. So, so the, 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 there you go. So the, 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 the sky is a perfect clock and the sun goes around once a day, wherever the sun is, it's noon and it laps the moon once every 28 days. Uh So, the sun keeps track of the hours and the days. The moon keeps track, you know, the moon with its positions and uh, phases keep track of, the, of the, the weeks and the months. And the stars, when they go around, the, the stars um, keep track of the, of the seasons and the years. So if you look at the stars, the stars will lap the sun only once a year. Okay, so you'll know, you'll see what sun, you know, right now the sun is going into the zodiac that's right behind it and it's catching up to it, but it only laps it once a year. Like if you go out tonight and, uh, and, and um, look at the stars in the sky at a specific time, next year, same night, you go out and the stars will all be in the same position. But, you know, if we lived in this heliocentric um, universe, we're spiraling and corkscrewing billions of miles how could all the stars be in the exact same position every year, every, you know, decade after decade, century after century? They're, they never move, hmm. okay? So on, on the same night every year, the stars are in the same position. So, so the, the thing is, when, if you look in the app, and uh, you, you always have, people have questions, but if you Google, you're not going to get, you're going to get propaganda. You're going to get nonsense. So I have a frequently asked questions button and up there are all the questions that you, would, that you could ask. And when you click one of them, up comes a playlist of videos that YouTube won't serve you. Oh, okay? okay. Also in the app, we, we have an additional page. And uh, on, if you look on the top row, you have all my interviews. I have over 100 interviews in there right now. We have, a, you know, if you say top 10 reasons that the earth is a globe, you're going to get all sorts of videos um, from uh, mainstream with the top 10 reasons and they're the dumbest reasons ever. We break them down for you in the debunking the debunkers, you know, boats over the horizon, you know, uh, you know, sticks and shadows, seasons, seasons work perfectly on a flat earth. Um, What I tell people is take the flat earth app challenge every day, a new video shows up in the bottom corner. Okay. Um, There's a, it's a daily, the the featured video of the day. I can't get it to show. Right. But yeah. Right. Um, featured video of the day. And I say, just watch it every day for two weeks, short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekends. And then at the end of that two weeks, you will know that you don't live on a spinning, um, wobbling, flying ball through an infinite vacuum. And uh, I, I, I offer this. The app is $2.99, okay? Uh, if at the end of that two weeks, you can send me one proof of the globe, I will refund the app and I'll give you a full Bitcoin. Okay. Hey, hey, there you go. <laughs> a Bitcoin. All right. Yeah, and yeah. your two dollars and ninety-nine cents back. <laughs> right? But um all the but before you send me the question, make sure you hit that question mark. Go in there, look for your question. It's in there. Watch the video, and then you'll be like, oh, all right, maybe I have to come up with another one. So there you go. And then my YouTube channel is D-I-T-R-H, the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole, and my podcast and website by the same name, the Flat Earth Podcast. And there you go. Great stuff, David. And uh, I love how you're putting all that additional information in your app as well for the stuff that, you know, the big tech won't 
want people to see or hear. Yep. So that might be the future for, uh, you know, these content creators like yourself and, uh, glad it's working out for you. And, uh, yeah, sooner than later, I'm going to have to give that a whirl, I think. And, uh, my mind right. very way, very may well be blown. Well, it definitely is. The only people that, you know, don't, that believe in flat earth are the ones that try to debunk it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. If you don't ever try to debunk it and you just try to Google it, you're going to, you're going to not, you're going to get lost in the soup. But <laughs> if you really try to go in and, um, debunk it, or, or try to prove the globe, you're, you're done. You're a flat earther. David, so many different directions we could go in, but we're just about out of time here. I love everything you brought up today. I'm definitely going to explore a bit more. And uh, this program, like I focus a lot on ghosts, aliens, a lot of unknown stuff, but exploring who we are, where we came from, and why everything we know might be a big lie and be hidden by dark forces that totally ties in with some of the things I do here. So thank you for coming on. And just think about this. Your alien things is right. You just wrapped it around your global belief, spread it over an infinite flat earth. Yeah. And the aliens are coming just from beyond the South pole. There is no South pole beyond Antarctica. Yeah. So think about this. All of the largest telescopes in the world are owned by the Vatican and they're all in the deep yeah. South and they're not pointing up. They're pointing South. They're pointing oh. towards Antarctica. Yeah. Okay. Cause they're looking, trying to look into those other lands out there or beyond the dome. If there is a dome, we don't know how big it is. We don't know where it terminates. If it terminates, if there's a way to get through it, but aliens could be coming from underneath us or beyond Antarctica. Right. And uh, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, they have a lot more access to us than, you know, the closest star is four and a half light years away. So assuming they can go warp speed, it's going to take them four and a half years to get here. Or if they have a, you know, a, a DC 10, they can make it here in, you know, 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, David, thank you again. And uh, I'll definitely be having you back down the road for part two and maybe see if we can get a little more bit more time in so all right man thanks have a good day and uh, send me a link when this is up well there we have it david weiss man's been at this for a long time he's well researched he's outspoken and he really doesn't care if you go against him. And that's something I greatly admire and respect out of a person. All of David's info, um, it's in the show notes, as well as him sharing it at the end of the show. So if you're interested to explore this further, you can get it there. I will be purchasing the app most likely this weekend. Because there's a whole bunch of other topics on there other than flat earth that I would like to explore. And I'm really interested just to see and to try some of these things and see if uh, I get converted into a true believer of this theory myself. You just never know. Um, I've had a lot of experiences that have turned my, turned me on my head um, over the years. And who knows, this one could be no different or it could just be nothing and I may put it away and forget about it. But either way, uh, David will be back on the program sometime in the future as there's a whole lot more we could have gotten into today that relates to our show and um yeah we'll go further down the rabbit hole like he likes to do and i mean some of that stuff about antarctica and what its land mass actually is and what it's filled with and the aliens and how they come to and from people's sight lines without going into space that was pretty fascinating and mind-blowing stuff. I mean, that is definitely some things I would like to go in further. But no matter how far down the rabbit hole you choose to go, I'll just say this from my own experience, the more connected it all seems. But that is entirely up to you and your choosing. And whether you loved or hated this show, um, hoped you loved it. Hope you could share it with others. I really appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you will do the same in the coming months as uh, this year is going to be even bigger than the last for Unexplained Incorporated and um, the February lineup will be all over our social media within 
the coming days, probably by the end of next week. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. And don't forget, next Friday, live Instagram streaming with Amanda Drago doing abbreviated psychic readings for you. So true believers, follow me on Instagram, Phantom Phil Unexplained, and we'll go from there. But in the meantime, I'm pretty much exhausted with this one, as I'm sure you are too, as the doors of Unexplained Incorporated are now closed. So remember, stay strong, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay curious. <laughs>